To make it in cannabis, first you must dare to. 12 years ago, MJ BizCon dared to unite the global cannabis community, igniting a movement that continues to thrive. The wait is over. Let's grow together this November 28th through December 1st in Vegas. You'll hear incredible stories, see groundbreaking innovations, and forge connections you need to thrive in 2024. But wait, the clock is ticking. Get your tickets by September 28th and save up to $200. And here's a secret. Podcast listeners get 10% off with promo code 23POD10. Don't miss out. Get your tickets at mjbizcon.com. That's mjbizcon.com. It's only entertainment. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm Patrick Lane. This is Elliot Lane. Uh, Lane Brothers rocking it out for you. The Cannabis Capital Conference returns. This is two out of three for us. And I think you just heard our third one will be live and in person. So we are mm. thrilled to be back. October 13th and 14th in New York City. Elliot, are you excited, man? I am so excited. I also, at that point, will be living in New York City. So I'll just be walking down the street to you guys. Uh, I am so pumped. I'm so excited. I'm not overlooking today and tomorrow at all. The, we have probably the most killer agenda yet at a it's cannabis sick. event. This, this agenda is just super exciting. Uh, today, if you want to invest in cannabis, the cannabis industry as a whole, individual stocks that you're interested in, one side or the other, this is the event. Our our next uh, session here is is for you guys, right? This is another educational piece: cannabis tech utilizing AI and ML, machine learning, right, to get higher returns. And I get to welcome Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst over at the C3 Fund. How are you, Josh? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you, Patrick. It's always good to see you, man. Are you in your studio? I see the the soundproofing behind you. I am. I'm in Seattle, so I had to get in the basement and get away from that sun, you know? <laughs> good, good. All right, man. Well, I'll let you get right to it. Appreciate it. All right. I am Josh Kincaid. A uh, little background on me before we get into this high-level overview of um, automated algorithmic trading or robo-advising. Um in 2013, before I got into the cannabis industry, uh, I was managing a $650 million fund at Capital One. Uh, I left because a friend of mine that's since passed away with multiple sclerosis uh, needed somebody to grow for him. So that's what I was doing and wanted to dive into the, the industry, into the cannabis space. And so my early entrance into this space was a little naive, thinking I could just kind of jump in and start the Seattle Super Chronic Cafe, a place for my friend Zach to kind of um, have a safe place to consume cannabis. But uh, within 60 days of uh, launching that, uh, that concept for the Seattle Super Chronic Cafe, Washington State actually implemented a Class C felony on maintaining and operating a marijuana lounge, which makes it really difficult to do business. So... Uh, pivoting to stay relevant, I did catering and event planning pops pop-ups, basically really popular in Portland, Oregon and, and Seattle, uh, that kind of pivoted into more, uh, wholesale and brokering, which then, you know, transitioned into advising and consulting, but with the pandemic kind of hitting everything and no events and, um, not meeting new people as easily, uh, I pivoted to work with uh, this company full time since August of 2019 with C3, um, 
just the, the technology and everything else I found amazing. So we're going to do this high level overview on artificial intelligence and machine learning. We're going to dive into this for about 20 minutes with a Q&A. The second half is going to be um, on another presentation about the best place in the world to do business. So whether you're trading cannabis stocks or crypto, uh, whether you just want to utilize work at home from a better spot, I have literally the best place in the world to do business. Not, not hyperbole, you're just going to have to stick to the very end to find out. So with that, we're going to dive into this. I, I, I always like leading with this first slide, not necessarily because I'm a fan of Warren Buffett, because this is a problem statement for so many of us that are looking at crypto, looking at cannabis stocks and trying not to go as gray as I already have. Uh, so with Warren Buffett saying you cannot control your emotions if you can't control your money is really kind of that problem statement that we are addressing at C3. All right. So cannabis tech, we are utilizing artificial intelligence and machine learning to get higher returns. So diving into that. Uh, we're using artificial intelligence-based technical analysis and machine learning with predictive analytics to invest in niche sectors like cannabis, as well as uh, Chinese companies or semiconductors, crypto, IPOs, or a custom index. Uh, the custom index, for example, uh, Kathy Woods' ARK fund, incredibly popular. And so we were able to emulate that with 170% return last year versus her 110% return. Um, and then uh, another one is the uh, Bombay Stock Exchange. Some of our clients in India, they're not allowed to have fully uh, automated execution. So we send them alerts and then they're able to execute that you know, with the human behind the screen. So that actually works for some of our local clients as well who kind of have power control issues or they just don't want it to be fully automated. So we're very flexible in what we do with that as well. So we are using what we call smart frequency trading, and that benefits our clients with capital preservation, risk management, and long-term growth. I'm going to get into our performance. Uh, we're going to, for cannabis specifically, we're going to look at a couple of different funds. Um, that is PodX and MJ, those ticker symbols. So we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment. But back to our problem statement of too many investors following their emotions. There's still a ton of people that can't separate their emotions from their investment decisions. And they generally have this reactive cycle of excessive optimism and fear. And that always leads to poor decisions at the worst possible times. But at C3, we don't trade based on emotions. We actually rank our investment opportunities based on the probability of benefiting from current economic conditions, trends, events, and then we identify the stocks with the greatest potential for appreciation. So the most successful moneymaker in modern finance is Jim Simons. And he had one simple rule of thumb for investing, which is remove all emotion. So Jim founded Renaissance Technologies way back in 1978, and he's amassed over $100 billion with the bulk of that coming from algorithmic trading. He himself is worth at least $25 billion. And that core part of our system, C3, we use similar tools to invest and manage risk all while preserving capital. And as you can see, it's nothing new. Uh, just last year, over 65% of all trades were done by machines. So um, 
Rohit Shavastov, he's the one who kind of created this algorithm, locked himself into a dungeon in 2015. Two years later, he emerged with the algorithm, launched it in 2017 uh, to track the S&P 500. And so over the last four years, we've had an average return of 43% with at least seven figures in assets under management. We're up to uh, 15 million now. Um, but essentially, this is how it, the origination started is by trying to track that S&P 500, bringing kind of Wall Street technology to Main Street was the idea of, a, you know, the Robin Hood effect, I guess. But what is smart frequency trading? So let's look at Apple. If you were to buy Apple way back in 2016, um, you would have gotten 9.94% for that year between you know January and December of 2016. Not bad. Nine nine 9.94%. But the volatility is something that we're looking into. Um, whether it's crypto or, or cannabis volatility, volatility is our friend. We're able to pick up $2 here and $3 there. So instead of that 9.94% for the year, we're actually able to pick up 49%. So the predictive analytics of, of our algorithm is kind of shifting away from emotional trading more towards algorithmic functions which is exactly the direction we want to go in. So with an analogy of uh, buying a home, you have certain triggers, right? So let's say you want to uh, look at a house and you have to determine uh, what the square footage is and what the filters are for that particular property that you're looking at, right? So there's risks, all boils down to risk in the very end. So you're going to have an inspection for the roof and foundation. You'll probably have an appraisal if you're buying it regardless, you're making all of these decisions the, the entire time, right? Learning from those decisions, that's that's key. So with the triggers that we have, um, the filters that we have, and the risks that our algorithm has with predictive analytics and risk management, uh, our AI system the entire time is making a lot of decisions, learning from that experience. So bottom line, artificial intelligence and machine learning is creating faster decisions and more opportunities. So how it actually works, uh, we have a uh, SQL database with uh, defined definitions and key indicators that executes our buy and sell strategies. It is a technical indicator, but we still use some fundamentals, uh, even though in my opinion, fundamentals have been dead for a long time. Um, we do take uh, news. So that GW Pharma IPO, or not IPO, excuse me, the GW Pharma acquisition by Jazz Pharmaceuticals, we pick that up. The... Um, merger between Tilray, we picked that up and we we did pretty well on it. So um, that's kind of how it works. And then it executes uh, buys and sells through um, E-Trade or TD Ameritrade or interactive brokers. Or if you're a brick and mortar financial advisor, uh, we can go through your proprietary system. Basically anything that has an API gateway, we can connect to uh, seamlessly. So it doesn't really matter what the system is. Uh, our secret sauce is smart frequency trading. So we're analyzing multiple data points for potential trades using automated algorithmic trading. So smart frequency trading is benefiting our clients, again, with long-term growth as well as capital preservation by utilizing, uh, and, uh, by utilizing risk management and helping to generate above market returns. And it does this with a combination of technical, quantitative, and cognitive analysis along with the predictive analytics. 
So we asked the question, are cannabis stocks poised for a breakout a month before uh, stocks responded positively to election results, as you can see from this nice little spike here. Um, and after that, though, kind of not much happening. In fact, there was a lot of instability, market fluctuations, and just all in all, pretty much try to stay away from the cannabis market uh, after that rise from October until January. After that, a lot of those profits were given up uh, from February until like now. <laughs> so luckily though, uh, June 1st, just on Tuesday of this week, we had a technical indicator that's uh, fairly positive. That's showing that we may have broken through um, uh, serious resistance levels that may possibly create a new support. So I'll get into that in a moment, but things are looking somewhat decent by comparison to the last you know quarter. So this is the index that we track, very small number of equities, and it's just something that we look at to kind of give us an idea of where we think the market might go. So we use this again to monitor the cannabis movement. So um, for example, this is this is our index, right? This is the accumulation of those stocks. And so with the support levels that we were seeing at $4.75, it has broken um, out of the resistance at 675. So we feel that 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 old resistance is going to be the new support line if it can hold. And so right now it's 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 tough to say, but we it's positive and so we believe that that new support line is here uh, with a potential breakout shortly. That's what we're hoping. <laughs> um, so Looking at uh, the ETFMG Alternative Harvest Index, ticker symbol MJ, they just broke out of a downward trend as well. So it's going to be a good long-term sign if that can continue to stay the course, um, one of the competitors that we look at. So our algorithm, it's running through 818 equities that's listed on the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ. So it's analyzing a combination of 80 indicators, like I mentioned, to identify points when the market might be either ready to sell off or on the flip side, um, ready to get back in. So these red dots, these are trigger points created by the algorithm to identify downturns. So you can see in 2018, we avoided this 14% uh, sell-off in October of 2018. Last year, we avoided this 37% fall-off uh, at the beginning of that whole pandemic. So it's not ideal at getting out at the top or the bottom, but with machine learning, it is getting better. So having, you know, half a decade of experience is really what sets our algorithm apart. Uh, everyone's got an algorithm. Everybody and their mom is day trading. Everyone's got an algorithm. So what sets it apart? Well, machine learning and how long has it been around? Unfortunately, not since 1978. We haven't made $100 billion like Jim Simons, but uh, with a half a decade of experience, we're doing really well. Um, and obviously, it's uh, it's working out for us. The performance, looking at um, you know MJ and Podex, MJ was down negative 54% last year. Podex was down negative 56%. We were up 93%. So this is kind of the advantages of not having emotions, not having a, a human behind the screen forced to make a trade. So when we're able to outperform these competitors that have up to a billion dollars in assets that are managed, we're outperforming them 147 and 149% respectively during the same period. Uh, crypto. Um, we're not doing as well as Dashcoin that got 25,000% last year. <laughs> but I'm not upset 
with a 426% return year to date through a 420. So, you know, just in, in under four months of the year, 426% is not bad. Last year for 2020, our emulated results were 421.66%. So for trading, that's not bad. Um, definitely not going to sell anybody who's holding on for dear life on our algorithm. But if somebody is interested in trading, I think this is a really good tool to use. Um, even if you're layering with other tools, you can have an Ichimoku indicator, you can have um, Elliott Wave, you can stack these algorithms like tools and just use them um, for your advantage. And there's going to be a lot more that that happens, right? So this FOMO that we saw in November is going to happen again. It's just going to come in, in waves and you can't really time that. So when you're expecting Mexico and Israel to be the third and fourth country to legalize after Uruguay and Canada, it's going to create a lot of FOMO in, in the uh, in the market, in the industry. So compounded annual growth rate of 24% um, is probably conservative. So I would anticipate that a lot more people are going to be jumping on board. Um, like they did with just a couple of states. So that whole FOMO with um, San Diego and New Jersey, Arizona, Montana, um, all of that kind of created a massive influx that you can see here from the cash inflow from just the, the small number of stocks that we track. There's a massive pop uh, for that index uh, right after the election. Everybody was, was going gangbusters wanting to get in. Uh, if you waited until February, your portfolio is doing terrible. So again, even more reasons to kind of use this uh, automated algorithmic trading, utilizing artificial intelligence and machine learning. But you still want to diversify. Um, trading diversification is, is popular for capital preservation and, and risk management. And so we are constantly trying to look at industry exposure and country exposure and padding some of uh, the potential volatility and craziness of, of uh, cannabis with ESG or environmental social governance stocks. And so kind of increasing uh, those opportunities uh, as well. So how do we manage risk? There's a couple uh, different ways that we do, but first off talking about systemic risk versus non-systemic risk. So um, systemic risk is, is a loss that's caused by, uh, that's caused to the entire market. Um, it's uncontrollable and it impacts everything. So there's not much you can do if you have a trailing stop loss set up. If there's no buyers, it's not going to be triggered. So um, there's, there's a lot of uh, negativity and downside um, that can happen with systemic risk. Non-systemic risk, however, um, is generally specific to an industry or stock. And so uh, easier, in my opinion, to manage. You also have trading risks that you need to be aware of. There's a lack of discipline that individuals have. And then there's tax risks, uh, for example, like a wash sale. So what we do to mitigate or manage systemic risk is we have market downturn indicators that I mentioned. And then for non-systemic risk, looking at diversification of assets. When you're looking at trading risks, there's a two-prong approach of, of letting the AI make these unemotional discipline decisions. And also it happens to be pretty decent at tax as well, uh, probably more than most of us. So again, when we're looking at systemic risk, we're looking at um, market downturn indicators. Non-systemic risk, you want to diversify. And trading risk, you kind of want to have AI uh, have your back from time to time. And that is our smart frequency trading tool that we utilize. Um, shameless plug, because I said not all 
um, algorithms are created equal. So you want to make sure that you're with somebody who, who knows what they're doing. Some DIY technical indicators. You guys can do your own due diligence and check the uh, 200 day simple moving average, the SMA. That roughly covers about 40 weeks of trading commonly used to determine general market trends of when uh, bottoms might occur. So one thing you guys might want to take a look at is the 200-day simple moving average to find out when you should be getting into the industry. Um, some crystal ball predictions. Um, based on the price movement, we can see that the cannabis market has a strong support level. I mentioned it kind of um, jumped through that resistance and is hopefully kind of creating a new one, but at least it's a solid support, like I mentioned, at the 475 level for our index. There's um, price volume movement cannabis market is on the verge of either breaking out or falling further back down. And that's if uh, the price can um, stay at that 675 mark that I showed you that we the broke out of that uh, resistance line and it could become our new support line um, a little bit too soon to determine that though. But when we look at um, MJ, the ETF MG alternative harvest index, um, they've, they've got a good support at for the volume weighted average price um, but it is at that critical buy sell decision. So uh, we don't have a real crystal ball, um, just this, you know, 3000 grams of, of oil here. So our current direction is to hold. Um, the algorithm ultimately is going to do its thing. And so it, it will buy when it feels it's right. But right now it's looking like a hold, um, but positive, but the potential to break out. So um, hopefully that the latter does happen. Um so as a reminder, this is not FDIC insured, not bank guarantee, may lose value. So um, at this point, before I jump into the next segment, which is the best place in the world to do business, again, regardless of um, if you're trading cannabis stocks or crypto, or you just want to work from home permanently, uh, we're going to get into the best place to do business from. But before I do that, I kind of want to answer some questions here um, about algorithmic trading, if there are any. Hey, Josh, it's it's Patrick here. Um, hey, Patrick. I, I, I don't see any questions thus far, uh, but you guys in the chat, if you have questions about how this is working or how you could potentially utilize this or what algorithms uh, or, or, or funds out there that are, are buying up stocks that you're interested in following, right? Throw that in the chat. I'm sure Josh can answer some of that for you. Um, and Josh, just keeping in mind that we've got a wide, a wide range of folks here. We've got, you know, everyday traders, you know, who are, who are investing their own portfolios. And then on the flip side, you know, these, the, the other fund managers and other folks here, um, what, what is it that you would tell them about specifically what you're doing, uh, or, the funds out there that you're seeing be, you know, successful, especially in the cannabis space. Um, and, and are they active? Are they passive? Are they, you know, what, what is it that, that the secret sauce is for, for those folks? They seem to be more passive. If you're looking at products and MJ they're uh, they've got phenomenal returns, um, you know, in January, but they're almost forced to make investment decisions that, that are, maybe not as wise as what the AI would determine. It's too risky. When we're looking at, at day by day and week by week, they're making very, very risky choices where we don't have to make those choices. Mm -hmm. So um, the average person probably isn't going to meet our requirements for you know $100,000 minimums, but uh, I, we are launching an iOS and Android app 
So it will give them notifications. So anybody can use these, uh, these tools. So I would definitely say rather than, you know, going on Facebook and asking Wall Street bets, I would look at technical indicators, I would grab these tools, uh, when our iOS and, and Android app are ready, also grab an Elliott wave indicator, uh, Ichimoku cloud indicator, and stack these and use them because technical analysis is great for now, while we're in this longest bull market in history and while it's still going, the problem is going to be when volatility hits, uh, when the bear market slaps everybody in the face. That's going to be the time when you need all the tools in the world. Because again, fundamentals, man, no one's looking at fundamentals. Um, they're just looking at at maybe opportunities and um, speculation. Because um, otherwise, you know, to throw out Tesla, for example, at, at 1,350 uh, percent price to earnings ratio. That is an insane price to to pay and wait for your return. Um, but everyone's looking at the technicals and the technicals look great. If you look focused on fundamentals, you probably wouldn't touch it. So my advice is grab as many tools as you can be aware of what's going on. Don't go to Facebook for your advice and uh, yeah, use as many tools as possible. Okay. Well, here's, here's actually one that just came in. Um, Plural use. Are your algorithms something that integrates with a broker's API or are you managing an ETF that can be invested in? It's uh, the, the, um, the former. So this is a, this algorithm can be integrated with a broker API. It's not something that is uh, an ETF yet. We're hoping to, to be a publicly traded ETF eventually. So anything that has an API gateway to connect to, um, if it's proprietary with an existing broker, that's fine. And like I mentioned before, we tie into, um, you know, for cannabis stocks, you can do TD Ameritrade or E-Trade interactive brokers. If you're looking at crypto, you can do Coinbase, Gemini, uh, eToro, any of those, they all have API gateways. Awesome. And I'm going to, I'm going to show this one because I, I think it's funny to give me a chuckle. Who needs fundamentals when you have memes of cartoon whales? Nobody. So yeah, no, clearly, clearly not. All right. I'm going to let you keep going. We've got about uh, 15 minutes left here. All right. So let's dive into, so we talked about um, automated algorithmic trading. And now let's talk about where you should do your trading. The best place in the world uh, to do business from is Puerto Rico. So Puerto Rico, it's a U.S. territory. Puerto Ricans are American citizens, but they don't have congressional representation. They don't vote in federal elections. And since there can't be taxation without representation, Puerto Rico does not pay U.S. federal taxes. So that is definitely one advantage of doing business in Puerto Rico. Um, but Puerto Rico has a long, long history of manufacturing of medical pharmaceutical products, and they've become a major center for agricultural biotechnology. And their workforce has a vast knowledge of GMP, FDA, and other global regulations while the island's university system continues a steady stream of new talent. So with five decades of manufacturing medical devices and pharmaceuticals under its belt, Puerto Rico is one of the most important biopharmaceutical manufacturing centers in the world. They've long been a leader in the bioscience sector and currently lead the nation with the largest amount of pharmaceutical exports by a wide margin nationwide. Puerto Rico previously offered incentives uh, strictly to the pharmaceutical, biotech, and medical device industry, which left a number of GMP or good manufacturing process facilities available on the island. And in fact, in 2018, five of the world's top 10 selling drugs were manufactured on the island. In 2019, the Puerto Rican pharmaceutical exports totaled more than $44 billion. So, 
Puerto Rico has its own tax code and the IRS has special rules that apply to Puerto Rico. So these incentives are offered by the Puerto Rican government. They were implemented to try and attract capital to create platforms for the export of services. So Puerto Rico has been hard at work to bring in new businesses and high net worth individuals to the island as a territory. They're offering these tax deals to U.S. citizens that cannot be matched by any foreign country. Now, this strategy isn't new. You had Boeing's headquarters lured from Washington State, where I am, to Illinois with the promise of zero state taxes, which honestly is probably why Illinois had to legalize cannabis. You've got Google's European headquarters is in Ireland. And I know you guys have all heard about the double Irish with a Dutch sandwich. Yeah, that's the tax avoidance technique employed by certain large corporations. But as a protected U.S. territory, Puerto Rico can offer unique benefits to even small businesses, such as no U.S. taxes for selling products in the U.S., duty-free imports of products from the mainland, low corporate tax rates, and only one shareholder needs to form a corporation. So diving into a couple of different options here, um, the first one being Act 20. That's the Export Services Act. It's now reorganized under Act 60, but everyone still calls it Act 20. So it's exempting businesses that have moved to Puerto Rico. So residents of Puerto Rico, again, they don't pay U.S. federal taxes on their Puerto Rico source income. They pay only Puerto Rico tax on the profits and capital gains. So Puerto Rico is free to charge whatever they want, uh, which is why Act 20 and Act 22 are possible. So if you guys provide a service to clients outside of Puerto Rico, the corporate tax rate is 4% and the dividends to all of the owners are tax-free. So you still have to pay yourself a reasonable salary, which can be subject to U.S. federal payroll taxes and Puerto Rico income tax with some exceptions like cryptocurrency. So um, one thing is you're going to have to buy a house within the first two years of becoming a resident. We'll get into some other uh, information, but Puerto Rico tax benefits for crypto should be on you guys' radar as well as Act 22, which is the Individual Investors Act. So the gain in both your stock and or crypto portfolios, they're considered Puerto Rico source income and taxed at a 0% capital gains rate. This is huge because crypto is being hammered right now. There, you've got the administration looking at a 40 or 80% tax rate or something crazy. So this, if this is what you do, if this is your livelihood, you've got an option. You don't have to uh, renounce your citizenship. <laughs> um, again, the purpose of the law is to encourage individual investors to relocate to Puerto Rico with a total tax exemption on passive income generated or accumulated once you become a bona fide resident of Puerto Rico, which means when you move there, you need to sell your portfolio and then buy it right back. And I know that sounds crazy. I'm not a CPA, but yes, you'll have to pay taxes on that um, uh, to the U.S. once you uh, move to Puerto Rico. That's all under the investment banking and financial service benefits, which include uh, tax-free your whole first year. So tax deductions, 100% on real estate, personal property, uh, operations. You got 100% exemption on income, on dividends, on profit distribution. And those exemptions are guaranteed for 20 years. So it's renewable for 10 years under certain conditions. And it's a binding contract with the government of Puerto Rico. So to qualify, um, qualification is, is an interesting process. Uh, it's not that difficult though, but uh, for Act 22, if you're going to you know move down there, obviously you need to live there for a while. It's 183 days. So you're going to file a new LLC or corporation. 
you have to pay yourself a reasonable salary, file annual reports like you normally would. Uh, and it may require you to hire an employee, one employee, depending on your business. So who qualifies? You got contract workers, freelancers, consultants, self-employed. All of these people can reduce their tax burden significantly by moving to Puerto Rico and establishing a corporation. And it's not going to help the gig economy, you know, Uber drivers or Airbnb hosts, but it will help research and development. Um, terpene research, or it's actually one of the world's leading uh, R&D facilities for seeds already and has been. Um, it's great for advertising, public relations, any kind of consulting or management, um, creative industries, professional industries, blockchain. Oh, and then any other service designated by this one guy at the Secretary of Department of Economic Development and Commerce of Puerto Rico. So basically, I think it covers everything. Um, but it only gives you a 0% tax rate on capital gains on assets acquired after you move to Puerto Rico. So Act 22, it states that individuals and businesses will pay zero capital gains on assets acquired after moving to Puerto Rico. So it makes Puerto Rico the only place in the world where U.S. citizens and businesses can avoid paying the overburdening U.S. federal income tax. So it's the Puerto Rico strategic location, this, uh, its status as a U.S. jurisdiction, its generous tax incentives, all making this an ideal base for entities, whether you're CBD or hemp or um, a producer, processor, retailer, um, cannabis trader, crypto trader, it doesn't matter. You, you should have an entity in Puerto Rico. So in order to pr promote the economic development, the Puerto Rican government has created an incentive to encourage a wide range of industries, companies, investors, entrepreneurs to establish residence and headquarter their business to benefit from current laws and regulations. So uh, this economic incentives for the Development of Puerto Rico Act includes tax credits, 50% tax credit, as a matter of fact, for um, buying local sustainable recycled products, which is phenomenal for the presentation that, that just ended. Um, also tax credits, 50% for research and development on agricultural businesses. Hello, hemp and cannabis. Um, those agricultural laws is providing benefits to bona fide farmers and agricultural businesses. So crops of the future developed in Puerto Rico, um, have been there continuously doing crop research since 1983. It's one of the fastest growing sectors of Puerto Rico's economy. And the island is offering a lot of advantages. So you've got year-round stable climates, environmental conditions. You've got a skilled and professional bilingual workforce, soil quality. You've got proximity to the U.S., um, academic agricultural research center, and intellectual property protection. A um, lot of, of advantages. So there's a, another uh, act called Act 74. So this one's for tourism which sounds a little bit weird, but uh, when you look at it, it's pretty broad. So tourism development is providing incentives for a variety of products. You can do agricultural tourism. You can do medical tourism. Um, either way, you need to be looking at some of these opportunities because you can have a uh, tax credit of up to 50% of the cash paid or 10% of the total project costs. Also includes 100% exemption on retained earnings. So it's just a phenomenal opportunity. Um, so at the heart of this Puerto Rico tax incentive is a unique tax status. So Puerto Rico is a territory in the U.S. generally subject to U.S. federal laws, but under the Internal Revenue Code 933, it's treated as a foreign country. So for U.S. federal income tax purposes and special tax treatment applies, it's unique 
uh, for Puerto Rico. So it's allowing them to enact tax incentives that are generated to promote an economic development and attract U.S. individuals and businesses. So they're they're there to promote economic development for manufacturing operations, tourism activities, international banking opportunities, uh, insurance and uh, production of films in Puerto Rico, amongst a lot of other things. So companies are going to want to start thinking about even manufacturing in Puerto Rico instead of outsourcing overseas. We've seen uh, U.S. imposed tariffs from overseas that are expected to continue to have a direct impact on several sectors of the cannabis industry. Cannabis vaporizer companies have been impacted, as well as cultivation operators that want to expand their greenhouse facilities, growers that need to buy lighting equipment, hopefully LEDs. Uh, brands that purchase packaging, businesses that buy materials made with foreign-made steel and aluminum like extraction. So all of these potential factors that could develop uh, for the cannabis industry because of tariffs and trade wars are causing businesses to have anxiety about costs going up because of trade wars. You've already seen uh, transitory inflation in the news. Um, consumers, they're going to have to probably pay a lot more for vape carts and maybe even uh, flour and everything in between. A lot of these repercussions from tariffs might not be immediately apparent, but what is is that the advantages of, of Puerto Rico run deep. So here's my ideal scenario. I would look at incorporating in Canada. I'd put your headquarters in Puerto Rico and I'm going to operate anywhere around the world. And then for an exit strategy, I'm going to look at filing an IPO in Canada. So just keep in mind that the clock is is ticking on Puerto Rico incentives. There's a lot of lawmakers that uh, want to, uh, you know, get rid of this opportunity. And so um, it could be eliminated or altered, but you are granted these tax incentives. So if you sign a contract with the Puerto Rican government based on past court cases, uh, new rule changes don't alter those agreements that you sign. So in other words, you're grandfathered in under the rules when you sign that tax decree. So there's another risk to consider. Uh, these uh, tax benefits to U.S. citizens could be eliminated if Puerto Rico became a state. The likelihood of that happening is slim to none. Um, but I would pretty much guarantee that the IRS is going to start targeting Act 22 investors. So definitely be prepared for that. This is not the Cayman Island trust account. This is not Panama. This is an open, transparent uh, opportunity. So um don't try to, to hide anything from the IRS. They're going to find you. The closer connections test is what's going to save you. And that means having your tax home, your residency, your assets, uh, being a closer connection to Puerto Rico than anywhere else. So um, you're going to want to take a look at that. So some recent additional advantages of doing business in Puerto Rico. They recently passed the gold standard. It's a certification process granted to tourism-related businesses who are implementing the highest health and safety measures. And then you have the island is getting a new energy grid from the ground up, which leaves a lot of room for innovation. And the Puerto Rico's had four governments in the last 16 years, which means that change has seen a lot of change. So the current government has created a structural reform that actually separates this economic development from the government to actually ensure that there's stable progression and that, you know, the government can't screw it up. So there's that. Um, so my prediction is that the majority of CBD companies that are is still in business in the next three to five years or will have an entity in Puerto Rico. In other words, I'm predicting that 85% of all CBD companies in three to five years from now will fail unless they have an entity in Puerto Rico.
Interesting. Interesting, Josh. Thank you, man. I, I want to move to Puerto Rico now. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, man, like January to June, uh, I am not going to miss the Pacific Northwest weather. So <laughs> after three years of, of talking to my wife and, and bombarding her with this, she finally gave me the green light. And so I'm looking to pack up and move in January myself and avoid the uh, the winter here. Well, good for you, man. Good for you. This has been really, cool, really, really cool to, to hear. I know the chat really enjoyed it. So, uh, Josh, we'll have to have you back, a Cannabis Hour, Cannabis Insider, next conference. This has been great. I really appreciate you coming today. Appreciate being here, man. Thank you, Patrick. All right. Take care, man. We are going to hit that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.